Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Welcome everyone. We are, as always, thrilled to have you on our show, We Go Boldly. Uh, We are well into season three at this point. And uh, as everyone knows, we are talking about the concept of collective empathy. And we are, um, as I said, really excited to have you with us. And as I always do, I am excited to be here with Tova and to say hello to her today. How are you today, Tova? I am good. Thank you. I am hot. It is very hot outside. And uh, we are both wearing hot. We're both wearing tank tops. So yep. uh, that's the vibe going. But no, I'm good. And I am I've really been enjoying the season so far, but I feel like this is the first episode that we're starting to get, really get into the meat of it all. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting into the weeds today, right? We're like diving into the threads that sort of tie together the tapestry of how we build collective empathy. How do we string it all together and weave this concept into something larger? So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about kindness. Let's talk about niceness. What, what do we mean? What are we talking about today? Well, I just want to back up and say that um, I bet if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have really struggled telling you the difference between being kind and being nice. And... I, I mean, I, I could have worked, I could have looked it up, I could have looked at the definition definitions, which we're going to talk about right now, because we love looking at definitions. But I would have, I would have struggled like this is I, I feel like there has been an evolution, both calling out falseness, and niceness for the sake of looking nice. And, you know, calling out authenticity and kindness. Like this has been something that has taken place um, in society at large. And it's something that I think we have both become aware of in our own personal lives um, and our day to day. And so it's something that we wanna talk about. So let's kick it off. I will define what it means to be nice. Now this is according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary and it is polite. It does use the word kind, but we'll set that aside for a moment. Pleasing, agreeable, appropriate, fitting, socially acceptable, well-bred, well-executed, virtuous, and respectable. And I want to highlight, it's not like respected, it's respectable. And it goes on to say that niceness can look exactly the same. No, no, no. So no. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting myself off. Yeah. So that's just the definition. Um, after that, we kind of, so we're, we're looking at our outline. So in case you don't know, we thoroughly research all of our episodes and then we work from an outline because we don't just make stuff up on our show. We actually research what we're talking about, which is good news for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> but that is the definition of being nice. And I will say that much like Tova just said, five years ago, if you would ask me, 
about niceness versus kindness, I would have wanted to say, yeah, I'm both, but I don't know that I could have given you any in-depth explanation of why it mattered or what the difference was. And I would have been more focused on what other people thought of me and whether or not I was perceived as being nice. And so that has sort of a lot of what we're going to be talking about to today baked into it. And, and a lot of what you just heard Tova say, the definition of being or of nice um, is sort of, it's the explanation behind the idea of being nice. Um, and we, just to, just to clarify, we're not suggesting that one should not be nice. We should be nice, but not at the, um, not in the absence of being kind. So let's talk a little bit about how Merriam-Webster goes on to def define kind. So kind is defined as of a sympathetic or helpful nature of a forbearing nature, gentle, arising from or characterized by sympathy or forbearance, of a kind to give pleasure or relief, affectionate and loving. And so if you look at the two definitions, you see something that I read in an article when I was preparing for this episode. And that is uh, a quote from an article that I think is, is a really good way of looking at the two definitions. And that is that if kindness is a gift, niceness is a transaction. And so what Tova was starting to talk about is, is really this concept. So I'm going to turn it back to you, Tova, because you were, you were diving into this. <laughs> I was, it's, I it's, was. It, and it's, this is Tova's jams. She's, she's <laughs> all in on this concept. So I'm going to let you take over from here. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I was excited, um, you know, to read this because it says, you know, Niceness can look exactly the same as kindness from the outside, but it's the motivation that is different, right? And so I, I thought it was interesting that this goes on to say that niceness is self-centered and definitely has strings attached, which is where I think that transactional concept really comes into play. Um, I am being nice to you because I have certain expectations that you will be nice to me back and this will be a good transaction in our um, interaction. And I think that, you know, looking at the definition, there are a lot of words that I read there that made me feel uncomfortable, mm, like yeah, appropriate yes. and fitting and agreeable and pleasing. And, and certainly those words in different settings are perfectly fine words. <laughs> but, and well-bred, oh, um, that one's tough. That one's really <laughs> tough. The rest of them I can get behind, but that one is really hard I mean, to stomach. Virtu virtuous, respectable. I, you know, I struggle with, not that I want to be not respectable, but I, I struggle with those words. And I think it's important though, to remember that it's great. It is, it is wonderful to be polite and you should be polite in your daily interactions with especially random strangers that you have not, nothing, you know, and, and that's totally fine. Where there, I think, seems to be larger issues is um, if, you're, if your niceness is coming from a place of self-serving and, it, you know, the motivation is, is self-centered and is not coming from a place of giving, of just giving a smile to somebody because it brightens their day and it makes you feel good and everybody loves it 
I think there's also concern in your personal lives beyond the people that we are, that we don't know, that we're just interacting with in passing, but the people that we have relationships with, if we are being nice to them following this definition, and if our uh, inspiration and motivation of being nice is from a place of self-serving, then that is not the recipe for a healthy relationship. And that can be, that can be troublesome and worrisome. And, you know, if you have been on this journey with us for the last many months, and we've harped, dare I say, on this concept <laughs> of authenticity, it is really hard to exist both authentically and just transactionally with other people. It doesn't really jive. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And one of the issues that arises around the concept of niceness and the idea of striving for niceness is that you lose yourself, you lose your own identity in the endless stream of people pleasing, in the constant need to be liked and need for people to think that you are nice, what can happen is that you stop paying attention to what it is that you like and what it is that makes you happy and what you believe and what you feel and what maybe your own ethics tell you. And so perhaps you don't speak up, perhaps you don't say what you think or what you need or take care of your own um, self-care, your own uh, internal needs, internal wants. And so what you wind up doing is constantly striving to meet the needs of other people and stuffing your own needs. And that's where we, we see what Tova is talking about, this sort of inauthenticity. I mean, we've all met these people. They're sort of what you would refer to as, you know, the glad handers where they're like, it's this inauthentic niceness where you meet them and you're like, I'm not sure if you like me or you don't like me. You seem very happy. You seem very nice, but it doesn't, you know, your smile doesn't reach your eyes. Your, your happiness seems disingenuous. It, it doesn't, I don't feel it. I see it, but I don't feel it. And so if you're an intuitive person or, or, or something of that nature, perhaps it sends off warning bells for you or sends up a red flag and you go, Whoa, I don't know about this person that they seem very nice, but that it's all very superficial. It's all at the surface level and it's not reaching farther than that. It's not going anywhere else. And so at that point, you, you know, you, it's very hard to take a relationship farther. And if you are the person stuck in that sort of niceness loop, you, how do you get out of it? You lose yourself in it. And then you, maybe you become resentful. Maybe you become frustrated. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you lose who you are and you get sort of kind of lost in your life and you're not sure where you're supposed to go next. These all, these all sort of stem from that endless stream of niceness. Now, as we've said before, that doesn't mean you don't hold the door for somebody or say please and thank you or be nice to your, you know, your servers at the table or, or whatever it is. That sort of well, you know, like that sort of manners is not the same as what we're talking about. So I think that's an important distinction to make as well. We don't want to, we don't want to encourage people to go around being rude either. That is not the suggestion. No, a hundred percent. And then though, as, as you were talking, you know, 
even I think manners are more genuine if they're coming from a place of of kindness and caring and empathy. I mean, I uh, waited tables for a number of years and you could tell the people that were being nice because they need to be nice to the server and people who were genuinely nice, like kind, who were um, maybe empathizing with you or who really appreciated good service or whatever it was like you, you can tell the difference. Um, and so because of that, you know, and I know we all have bad days and some of us are just going to get through the day with a smile on our face, but, um, but because of that, I think that manners that come from kindness can be more genuine and, and can actually lift somebody up and make them feel better and, and, and pass it on. Right. So like, I feel like niceness is not the kind of thing that you pass on to someone else, whereas kindness is. Um, but, you know, and as you were saying, you were talking about, you know, being nice to keep the peace or not rock the boat. And as someone who has done this in more than one relationship in my life, um, it takes on a feeling if you are a, I, I will say that I am a sensitive person, um, you feel like you're lying. You feel like you're wearing a mask and it can be very detrimental to you as a, as a person. And because it is hard to be authentic when you are wearing a mask. And I recognize that some of us are, or, you know, some of you listening, some of us are, have been in relationships where you behave a certain way because it is the safest way to behave. And so we are not encouraging you to not behave that way. You know, you need to do what keeps you safe and, and that, that kind of thing. But if you are feeling autonomous in the relationship and you do want to be more authentic, then you do need to figure out your behavior and what is the inspiration for your behavior and why is it that you're acting one way but constantly have a different commentary in your head, um, you know, going on. But we are gonna just take a quick break and we will be right back. Do you love what you're hearing and want a little bit more? Do you just think we are really funny and want to laugh some more and spend a lot more time with us? Maybe you love us for our heart to hearts. I think that's it. If that's the case, join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Our Patreon community offers members an opportunity to dive even deeper into what it means to live a limitless life. We are here and ready if you're all in on this journey with us and want more of us in your life. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly for that extra sauce you always dreamed of. And now back to the show. Okay, welcome back. We were talking about this feeling of niceness and how it can make us feel uncomfortable, whereas kindness can have real opposite uh, feeling for both the person who is practicing kindness and then the person on the other hand who is receiving kindness. And I just want to say, I, I, you know, I, I want to say this quote because um, I highlight what, what Riley said of 
that if a gift, if kindness is a gift and niceness is a transaction, you know, I'm using words like receiving kindness. No one would say I received niceness. They were really nice and I received it. And there's another quote um, from Whoopi Goldberg that says, when you are kind to someone in trouble, you hope they'll remember and be kind to someone else and it'll become like a wildfire. No one talks about niceness spreading, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, kindness spreads. And so kindness is just a whole other other experience. It is. And I want to talk a little bit about kind of how it has become. So words become diluted, right? In our culture, because, you know, they become fashionable and then people take them and they start spreading them everywhere. And then they sort of lose their meaning a little bit. And I, I fear this has happened a little bit with kindness because it took on this sort of fad cultish thing for a while. And then now it's in, you know, it's in every school across America, right? Where you spread kindness, spread kindness and, you know, pay it forward, that kind of thing, which is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I think that's great that we're doing that, but we've sort of lost the thread a little bit of what kindness really is and um, paying it forward is great. You know, buy somebody else's coffee. That's lovely. That's a wonderful thing to do, but is that really kindness or is that niceness? I think it's for me personally, I think that falls more on the, you know, closer to the niceness side, a little bit of kindness sprinkled in there. Um, and when we're talking about kindness, there is more of a depth to the concept. There is a longer term commitment to a concept than there is with, you know, a niceness. You know, you can't just do one thing one time and think, oh, I'm kind because I bought a cup of coffee for somebody that's it's a nice thing to do it's lovely but it's not a long-term commitment to a life of kindness and it also is not a long-term commitment to building a culture of empathy and so when we talk about kindness we're talking more about someone who understands boundaries who is living a life of integrity with honesty and depth and doing something without seeking anything in return. And so, you know, being true to your values, your beliefs and your own personal needs and standing up for your ethics and being able to speak up and out in times where that might be uncomfortable. So kindness is not always nice. That's, that's a very difficult concept for people. It's not, it doesn't always feel nice. It doesn't always sound nice. And sometimes people take offense to your kindness. And so, this is, I think, the more difficult aspect of the conversation that I would like us to start thinking about. So it comes in when we're talking about issues of um, social justice. It comes into play when we're talking about uh, racial inequality, social and um, socioeconomic inequalities, um, all, all forms of inequalities, obviously. <laughs> I'm not going to list every single one, but those are the top two that popped into my head. And so when we're talking about niceness versus kindness, I think this is sort of top of mind for me. And I, and I believe for Tova, of course, when this come, comes into play. So let's talk a little bit about that, Tova, and, and how, how this applies in the context. Well, yes. And I want to add a word as you were describing words that would describe kindness, that, yeah. that sometimes it doesn't always feel good. It can be downright uncomfortable. Mm. to practice kindness. Like it is not 
not only does it not just, you know, feel good all the time. Um, and we know that sometimes setting boundaries can feel uncomfortable. Being authentic can be uncomfortable. Um, but I, I have had, well, but kindness can be uncomfortable. And, you know, I think as we're talking about these inequalities, we've all heard the description of nice white ladies, right? And these are, at least in my head, the way I view them are, are people who will sacrifice the common good for a false sense of peace, right? They are um, trying to keep a peace that doesn't exist. So, and I have been that person. I'm not going to pretend that I have not done that or I have not raised a, a red flag on an issue that I should have because I didn't want to rock the boat or I didn't want to be mean or, um, you know, I, whatever not being mean means as a grown up, <laughs> but like, you know, I, yep. I didn't, I didn't want to cause someone trouble. And so it would be the same reason then that I might, you know, either not be defending the right person. I mean, what it happens if your goal is to keep a false peace, you're never going to do the work that you need to do to actually achieve an actual peace, to actual achieve an actual con common good, because you are so worried about rocking the boat, about causing trouble, um, about losing whatever it is that you gained, right? So if we're looking at niceness as a transaction, then you are going to be nice to somebody because you're expecting at another point, they're going to be nice to you. And, you know, it can cause a lot of trouble and you can see it um, in every uh, political party, every affiliation. We do, you know, this is, this is something that I would say, at least you know, we can speak from the vantage point of a white woman that it is something that um, the default might be to make sure that we are nice white ladies keeping the status quo. And, you know, that's, that's not good for anyone. Right. And it's, it, it, it's very challenging as humans to step outside of what we consider our safe circle, right? Uh, the place where we are most comfortable, the place where we consider ourselves most um, liked, the most, you know, encouraged to be, whether, you know, whether that's our social circle, whether that's in our family, whether that's at work, wherever it is, it's very uncomfortable to be in that environment and to go and, to go against the grain, right? To go against whatever the group says, thinks, does. And so if you are in an environment that is saying one thing and you step up and you go, well, no, actually other thing, um, that's really hard. It's really uncomfortable. But the reality is it's necessary if you want to be kind. And that for most people sort of takes 
take some effort to like wrap their brains around to start to understand we why is that kind because you're making everyone uncomfortable you're making everyone frustrated you're making everyone go oh that riley she's rocking the boat again she's making everyone think about things they don't want to think about she's you know upsetting the group which let me be clear happens to me often um but didn't in the past so much like tova i have not I'm not perfect at this and I would never claim to be. So just let me just raise my hand there. Um, and, but it does happen to me now, particularly all the time. And so it's uncomfortable. You don't want to, you're like in the room, everybody turns and looks at you and they're like, oh, she's raising the red flag again. Why is she bringing this up again? Why is she pointing it out again? And the reason is that you have to be a voice for what's right. You have to be a voice pointing out that there's something gone, that something has gone wrong or that there's a problem or that there's an issue or that, you know, maybe we need to think about things differently or maybe we, you know, that whatever has been said shouldn't have been said or, or whatever the issue is. You, if you just sit there and you go, okay, well, it's going to make everyone uncomfortable if I say something about this. So I'm going to just laugh, you know, I'm going to laugh at the sexist joke that was just made in this room full of people because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what everyone expects me to do. And it's not really hurting anyone. And what's the big deal? And okay, I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to go along to get along. I'm not going to rock the boat. What about the other four women in the room who are also uncomfortable, but feel the same way you do? And nobody says anything, right? Where's, you know, there's no kindness in sitting there laughing or and going along to get along. The only kindness is in standing up and saying, no, no, thank you. This is inappropriate. I don't like it. Nobody here likes it. Please stop. And that doesn't seem very nice, but it is the kind way of being because you're letting everyone know that this is not okay with you. You're setting a boundary. You're standing up for the other people in the room that maybe are not as prepared for that behavior and you're being kind to the women who aren't in the room or the people who aren't in the room that need you to do that so that is sort of how the cycle of kindness works yeah exactly and i think what you said about you know hoping or speaking up or advocating whatever words you want to use for people who aren't in the room is incredibly important and why it is so important to focus on sort of kindness for the, I'm I'm moving my hands. None of you can see me moving my hands. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) kindness for whether it's larger society or your community or just practicing kindness for, you know, friends that you have that aren't in the room um, versus practicing niceness to those in the room and keeping comfortable and keeping everyone comfortable. And, you know, not to take this even farther, but as we look at the political landscape in our country and frankly, the world where we have two pretty significant sides, there's a lot in the middle. I don't want to pretend that there's not, Um, it's a spectrum, but there's, there's, some pretty significant sides. And, you know, you look within your family even, um, or I can look within my family and I can see folks who we aren't on the same political side. And we have to make a decision whether we want to be nice 
and keep the peace and make everyone feel comfortable, or if we're willing to call out behavior that is inappropriate, and maybe it's not making anyone else in the room in a, you know uncomfortable feeling, but it is unkind for other people. It is just not okay. And we have to decide if we are willing to keep up the facade of niceness. And I'm not talking about, well, it is all on social media as well. I'm also just talking about like in a room, right? Like existing in, in a room with other human beings or whether we are going to practice kindness and it will be uncomfortable and it needs to be uncomfortable. But when you talk about changing hearts and minds, the only chance that we have in many instances is by families talking to families and people being willing to not be nice in order to be kind. And the fact is, if that is offensive to someone, um, then, you know, that, that's on, I, I don't know, that's on them. Like you, you got at some point you have to let go of how other people are going to react to you. Yeah. And it, it's also just to back up and, and to reiterate, I guess, it's really important to note that kindness, being kind be, is not transactional and therefore often happens without the people or the, the, the reason you're being kind, I guess, being present, right? So you may be standing up for or standing up about an issue or a, you know, you may be standing up for yourself. You may be being kind for whatever purpose. And it may be in a complete vacuum. There may be no one else there to see it. And so that is something I think important to recognize. Whereas niceness, because it's transactional and because it's often done with the purpose of getting something in return, it's almost always done with a receiver. And so, you know, it, it's done in front of someone and that's a huge difference. And it's part of what will help people sort of wrap their brains around the difference between the two things. Kindness, you know, the people you're being kind to don't have to be there for you to be kind to them. Niceness, you, you, the people you're going to be nice to are almost always there when you're being nice to them. Um, that's, that's how transactions work. We're going to take another quick break just to talk to you about some stuff we have going on and then we will be right back. Do you need more email? Have you not signed up for enough this year? How is your internet scrolling going right now? Let us help you out. That's right. It's time to subscribe to our Go Boldly Initiative newsletter and check out our shiny new website. Head on over to www.goboldlyinitiative.com to sign up right now. You'll stay on top of exciting news and upcoming events and get a chance for some fun freebies. At GoBoldlyInitiative.com, you will find info about us, the podcast, our Patreon community, and of course, everyone's favorite, merch. And don't forget, your inbox isn't really full until you hear from the Go Boldly Initiative. Back to the episode. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, so we want to keep talking a little bit more about kindness and niceness. And we've done a really deep dive into this concept of kindness and sort of how it pertains to social justice and gone down that track. I want to take a little bit of a turn into a concept I was reading about called deep kindness, a gentleman by the name of 
Houston Craft. Hopefully I'm pronouncing his first name right. Lived in New York, so I really want to say Houston. Um, but for all the Texans out there, I'll say Houston. So uh, he wrote about this concept of deep kindness. And I liked what he was writing about because he says in an, an interview he gave, he um, talked about it this idea of deep kindness versus confetti kindness and confetti kindness is what I was talking about earlier with this, like pay it for pay it forward concept or like, you know, this sort of sprinkling kindness around versus the idea of being, you know, really, really focused on kindness. And he talked about using um, certain adjectives associating with deep kindness, like intentional, disciplined, sacrificial, unconditional, and empathetic. And obviously the empathetic really got me because that's what we're talking about this year or this season. And I thought that that was such a great definition going forward of how to really hone in on what it is to be a kind human and to use that kindness as a way to help with this idea of a collective empathy and to help you as a person, as an individual be, and I keep thinking of it as, you know, I always use images for my thought process. So I'm a person who thinks in pictures. I think of it as, as a weaving of a, of a web of kindness to build sort of this collective, right? And so I keep thinking that, you know, as individuals, we can all be more intentional, we can be more disciplined, we can be more in unconditional and empathetic in our kindness, in our day-to-day -day behavioral kindness, and in so doing, that that will lead us to a more empathetic society. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, as you're, as you're saying, talking about the day-to-day, -day, I kept thinking about the fact um, and I'm sure I'm, I'm, well, I'm not sure, but I'm hoping I'm not the only one guilty of this, where I can go through my whole day being nice or even kind, frankly, to other people, but the individuals in my home um, who you could argue, I love the most of all the people in the world and, um, and myself, I am not kind to. And I mm. think that I think that kindness requires sometimes taking a breath and taking a beat and taking centering to sort of remember what would actually touch somebody else. What would, what is it that my kids really need if they're coming and asking for something? Do they need what they're asking for? Or is it something else that they actually need? Right. And um, how do I practice kindness to them? How do we, as a family, practice everyday kindness to other people, to the world as a whole, whether it's, you know, making recycling and, and composting a requirement, right? So, like, those are things that you do within your own home. Theoretically, the earth is not impressed with your niceness. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't think people are going around, you know, going, well, look at that recycling bin, she recycles or, right. um, you know, that is purely something that hopefully you're doing out of kindness, compassion, um, discipline, sacrifice, you know, to, to the earth, 
you know, or to some greater good. And so I think that I, I also really like this concept of kindness starting at home and maybe it is the cancer in me and maybe it's cancer season. So I am like dug deep into feelings of home, but um, you know, I like, I think a lot of the concepts that we talk about can start at home and go deeper than home, start in your own bedroom, start in how you're treating yourself, your daily practices of your morning routines, your nighttime routines, like, how are you supposed to truly be kind to the world to, you know, in social justice, in, in other ways, if you are not kind to yourself? I don't know if you, I don't know if you can. I, I love this way of looking at it in terms of taking it to a micro level and really creating your own sort of little sphere of kindness and then expanding it out, right? And it becomes a ripple effect. But if, but Tova, you're 100% correct. If you can't be kind to yourself, I mean, and we hear this all the time, right? If you don't love yourself, how do you love anyone else? But kindness is tied into that. I mean, kindness is about love. Kindness is about loving yourself, right? And kindness is also about loving the outside world, or like you just said, which I think is such a cool example, loving the earth, right? Like if you're not recycling and I mean, no judgment here, we, we all do our best, um, but you know, do it, doing the things you can to be kind and loving for yourself. Do you know, are you meditating? Are you exercising if you can? Are you eating, you know, as well as you can? whatever that means for you. And again, this is a judgment-free zone over here. Um, but are you doing the things that you need to do to take care of yourself? And that in, in the definitions of kindness that we read in the research, that's what they're talking about. Are you setting healthy boundaries? Are you doing the things that you need to do that allow you to be your most authentic self, to, to bring the inside out so that they you know, that they're in alignment, that you are allowing people to interact with the real you. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted, I wanted to like jump up and down and like put my hand up to be like, call on me. Cause I just had this, <laughs> um, analogy or, or comparison pop in my head, which is, you know, we see all these things talking about self-care and mm, yeah. there's like, sort of fake self-care. Oh, right? so much of it. Yes. Now, yes. that being said, from a person who loves baths and genuinely derives self-care from yeah. and good connecting with my human self in a bath, but there is like this list of things that you can do that's like in quote self-care. And it's like the kind of the shiny, you know, the shiny stuff. And to me, that is niceness. That is the show of self-care. And then there is actual self-care, which is taking the time to listen to your inner voice, figure out what you need. Do you need more moments of silence? Do you need a walk in the woods? And, and when, when do you need it? How often do you need it? Like, what do you really need as self-care? What gives you the rest that you need and the fuel that you need to get through your life and, and be happy and, and have joy. What brings you joy? To me, that is the kindness side of things. 
And just like those two things, there's certainly things on the, on the shiny self-care list that many of us would, would throw over in the kindness list, right? There's some middle ground there. Um, But one feels more authentic. And I think the root of it is the motivation, right? So if you're listening to this episode and you're like, well, you said this is nice, but I do that because I care about that person. Okay, great. Yeah. Thumbs up. Like the motivation as to why you are doing something is really the take home of all of this. So if you are, and I'm going to pull this out because, you know, in all likelihood, you are on some social media platform and you've been in a situation where you have a decision to make about if you're going to stand up and say something or not. Mm -hmm. And if you're choosing not to say something because you genuinely think it's the kinder thing to do, and maybe I'll talk to that person on the side, or maybe you think that um, enough has been said or, or whatever. Fine. Great. Kindness. Yay. But if you're not saying something because you don't want to rock the boat because it would make you uncomfortable. And I'm once again, am raising a hand as the person who has not said something because it made me uncomfortable and I didn't want to rock the boat. And I was 100% a nice white lady. Unfortunately, I've worked really hard to try to expand my horizons enough that I was in a group, at least recently when this happened, that A, I had developed friendships and relationships with people enough that they felt comfortable calling me out on my nice white lady-ishness. And, um, but I was in a group where there are people who are willing to do that as well, right? And so I think that it all comes back to the motivation. And, And I was able to say in that situation, yep, I was uncomfortable and I didn't want the appearance of piling on and, you know, all of these things when what I really should have done is stood up and said something. And I think that, you know, it all goes back. It all goes back to the motivation. If you're wondering how you decipher, to me, it all goes back to that motivation. Yeah. And, and so it's, this kind of leads us to your homework for the week, which is uh, to kind of take as we like to do, we're giving you an inventory. But so we want you to take out your journal. If you don't have one, grab one. You don't need anything fancy, by the way, just whatever paper you have that you like to write on, grab it. Set a timer for 10 minutes. We like to suggest timers. The reason we do this is because it makes it less overwhelming. Sometimes I find when I have a big blank piece of paper sitting in front of me, uh, it's like, oh my God, what do I do with this? Um, And I'm a writer, so don't feel bad if that's you. Like I write regularly, so even that happens to me. If it happens to you, it's no big deal. Set a timer. It will make your life easier. Set a timer and free write focusing on the following journal prompt. Very basic. What is my motivation for my day-to-day behaviors? I'm going to say it one more time because it's hard to remember these things. What is my motivation for my day-to-day behaviors? That's all there is. So take that write about it for 10 minutes, then obviously we're going to give you call up your, or text or however you talk to your accountability partner and talk to them about their motivations. Just have a conversation, talk about kindness versus niceness. I'm fairly certain this is not the first time any of you have heard this topic raised before. This is a very common topic of discussion. Um, 
but just have a conversation. How does it impact your life? What do you think about it? How do you feel, where do you feel you fall on the kindness versus niceness spectrum? Where would you like to be? Think about it, um, talk about it. And then come find us on social media. Let us know what your thoughts are. How's it going? Where would you like to be? Let us know if you need help, obviously reach out anytime we are here. We have uh, coaching spots available. You can always ask for our uh, one-on-one time. We're happy to help. So that is our show for this week. And we will be back next week with more in-depth conversations about how to build collective empathy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit WeGoBoldlyThePodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.